Well, the big week was finally here with uh, the Star Wars, uh, the Episode 7 coming out. And uh, just by a show of hands, uh, how many people actually got a chance to go see the movie? All right? Okay, good. So look around. Look around. Those people who have not seen the movie, don't talk to any of those people who have their hand raised. Okay? You don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, but I tell you, we got a chance to go see it yesterday, and it was a, just a great, great movie, and uh, loved it. Um, and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, we go see a movie and anticipating, wow, they put out trailers like a year in advance, six months in advance, and so you're, you're anticipating the arrival of this, of this movie. And so for years, uh, people have been anticipating the arrival of this movie. As I shared last week, I saw Return of the Jedi back when I was in seventh grade in the movie theater. So I've been anticipating a very long time uh, for this. And, uh, you know, Israel, the nation of Israel, was anticipating the birth of Jesus, their Messiah, into the world. You know, prophets foretold uh, about his coming, about his birth. And so he was, uh, we were given a sign, not only in prophecy, but uh, we were given a sign in the heavens, a star. And so we've been visiting that star. We've been going on a journey following that star, like the Magi, like the wise men traveled all the way from the Far East over to this star. And so my encouragement to you and my, my thought process is to you is to, what does that mean to us? You know, Frank, I've heard about this story many times over and over again. And so what does it mean to us? It just means this, God has given you a star to follow. God most likely has given you a star to follow. Maybe that star that's all far out in the distance, maybe that star is a better marriage, is a healthier marriage. Is it, and maybe that star is, is uh, stable uh, finances, maybe getting out of debt, the debt-free star. Boy, that, that one seems like it's really far away. Or, you know, maybe it's, a, it's the star of, of a, you know, a better family life, doing, you know, things in your, in your family, knocking some things out, cutting some things out in order to, to take time with your family. You know, maybe the star is, well, I, I know I'm supposed to start a, a Bible study at work or maybe with my, with my friends at school, maybe a prayer time during lunch. I know I'm supposed to do that. So God has given you your star. And maybe he's given you a, a few stars. And so I want to encourage you uh, to, uh, to find out what that star is. And you probably know what it is. It's probably that star that you have been maybe ignoring or maybe starting the journey. And then you're like, you know what? I, I'm, uh, I'm not there yet. So I'm just going to pause. I'm going to take a break. You probably know what that star is. And so just like the wise men, they left the familiar. They left uh, they, were, they were wise counselors for the king. And so I'm sure they, they had uh, great living quarters and, and probably lived either in the palace or near the palace. I'm sure the king took care of his, his most trusted advisors. And so these magi, they left the familiar to travel. Some Bible scholars uh, believe almost two years, over a thousand miles to where Jesus was born where Jesus was at the time. And so uh, they left the, the uh, familiar. When we decide, hey, I'm going to follow the star, you're going to have to leave the familiar. And we've talked about that like two weeks ago and reviewed it last week. And so uh, leave the familiar. And then we also need to uh, understand that the wise men, they face lots of dangers. They face dangers in this desert. 
They, uh, uh, there could have been robbers on the way, and uh, they faced lots of different kinds of dangers. Obviously, we don't know what those dangers are, but we can only imagine traveling a 1,000 miles in the desert. And so uh, they were exposed to the elements of nature. Is just even one danger. When we decide to follow a star, we expose ourselves, our life, our heart to other people. Like, for instance, if you're working on your marriage, you go to marriage counseling. In order to do marriage counseling correctly, you're going to have to expose your heart. You're going to have to let down your guard. And to some of you, that is dangerous. Uh, financial counseling. Uh, having someone come in and look over uh, how you do your money, where you spend your money, having those hard conversations with your spouse. That's dangerous. You've got to expose your heart uh, for that. So I want to encourage you to keep, to keep pressing on. Also, the, the wise men did the unthinkable. They did something that's kind of foolish. They left to go follow a star that they didn't really know exactly what was going to take them. And so they followed this, this star and so, to me, it seemed a little bit foolish. You don't know where this is going. You've got a little bit of prophecy to go on. You don't have all the prophecy, you know. And so, where is this going to take you? And so, to me, it didn't really seem that wise of the wise men to go. But God had that star for them. And so, to you and to, and to me, to all of us, when we decide to follow that star, it, it may seem uh, like we're a little bit crazy or foolish. It may seem like we're, we're doing the unthinkable. But when we, when we begin that journey of that star, God always provides a way. Last week, we talked about King Herod, uh, how the wise men, their, their first stop that we know of in, in, the, in the Bible, they went to Jerusalem, and they, they began to asking people, hey, we, we've seen this star rising east, and, and we're here to... Uh, to, to worship the king. And so they, they met with King Herod and, and, and said, there's a, there's a star, and we have, we're here to worship the king of kings. And so King Herod, being a very uh, deceitful person, uh, pretended to be, well, I, I want to worship him too, when in actuality, he really wanted to, to kill Jesus. Why? Because he was threatened by him. And so when you and I decide that we're going to to follow the star, we will come up with some, uh, we will meet some Herods in our life. They will be close friends of ours who will be very possessive of your friendship. Be like, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a change in your life, then I, I see where that leaves me. You know, when, when we make changes in our, in, our, in our marriage and make our marriage healthy, we have to say no sometimes to other relationships, especially to those relationships that um, our, our, our spouse obviously feels threatened by. Or maybe our, one of our best friends, we've got to say, hey, dude, I've I got I to work on my marriage. I've got to spend, we, we can't do poker every Friday night, you know, or whatever you do, you know. And so uh, your, your friends could turn into sort of a, a Herod in meaning that, hey, I'm, uh, I want more of your time. I'm, I'm a little bit, they're becoming a little bit possessive of your time. They, they don't want you to change. They don't want you to make that change. And sometimes that Herod could be you, yourself. You say, you know, I, I don't want to make this change in my life. It's going to be tough. You begin to talk yourself out of it and, and, and uh, give yourself 
uh, some, some, some wiggle room to say, you know what, I, I'll say I'm going to do this. Uh, I'll wrap it pretty, but inside this package, there's really nothing there. And so you're just de- deceiving yourself, wherever star you're trying to follow. And so recognize who the Herods are in your life. Recognize if it's you, then obviously you got some dealing to do with yourself. And uh, if it's some other people, you got to recognize that and, and make sure you talk with them. And make sure, hey, it's going to be okay, uh, but I've got to make some changes in my life. And so um, as you follow the star, again, you're going to have to leave the, uh, the familiar. You may face a little bit of dangers. Expose your heart. Expose your life. You may do the unthinkable, and you will have to face some Herods in your life. You know, uh, Suzanne and I had a, a star that, uh, that we named about five years ago. And last week, we talked about naming a star. Last week, we, we passed out uh, stars, cut out stars, and we have some here today. In fact, you can get it on your way out if you were not here last week. But we passed out uh, stars that you can actually write that star and name that star. It's important to name that star that, that God is pulling you towards, that God is calling you, uh, you towards. And uh, it's also important to name who are the Herods in your life. And so I encourage you to flip that star over and name who are the people who could try to talk you out of it. Who are the people that can stand in your way? And it could be yourself. And so Suzanne and I, we had a chance to name a star about five years ago. And that star was named the Adoption Star. The Adoption Star. Most of you know our story of adoption. How about five years ago, God put the seed of adoption in our heart. Or in this case, a new star rose in our sky. And that star was a star of adoption. We were not expecting it. And it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we should check into this. And so with that, with that uh, star, we, uh, we, knew we, had to, we knew we had to follow. We, we prayed, spent time with the Lord, and uh, uh, began preparing our children and talked to others. We sought wise counsel. And so, but we did, we were able to do what uh, the wise men actually did in this story. We left the familiar. We left our kids for six weeks, our three biological kids. We left them here for six weeks. We left the familiar, even just the familiar of having going from three kids to six kids. And then we, uh, it was a little bit dangerous. We had to carry close to $30,000 in cash uh, to Eastern Europe. Let me tell you, that's dangerous. I had that thing tucked in every other kind of place you can imagine. You know what I'm saying? And just to, to make sure that, hey, nobody's going to take this money. And, and the reason why is because we had to spend a lot of money and they, they just wanted cash. And so it was a little bit dangerous. And then um, also it was a little, some people may think, well, that was kind of foolish or you did the unthinkable. You know, you already have three wonderful kids. Why would you bring on three more? You know, in, in, in man's eyes, it didn't really make a lot of sense, did it? But in God's eyes, it made the most sense in the world. And so God says, I want you to do it. I know it may not make sense. You know, we, we were debt-free. We had to borrow 30, 000, more than $30,000. We went in debt that much. We didn't know how we were going to pay it back. We, we just knew that God, that star was shining bright. And it's like, we got we to follow this star, the star 
of adoption. And let me tell you, that star, that journey was too big for us. It really was. And, uh, but that's why God says, you know, in your weakness, I will be made strong. I will help you. And in this journey, we had great people. Some of you in this room were some of those people who traveled with us on that journey. So we didn't do it on our own. And so it's important to name your star. And uh, so, so uh, to name your, your uh, star that you're going after and then also the Herods in your life. You know, some of the, uh, uh, some of the stars you could name here, some examples. You know, the, the, the healthy star where God wants you to take better care of your health. Take better care of yourself. God's pulling that out there and saying, hey, I want you to start eating right. I want you to start exercising. And you know God's put that out there. And, and you know because other people start mentioning it around you. Sometimes you could tell that because God is speaking to others if we'll listen. And another star is the family star where God says, you know, I want you to spend more time and energy developing your family and spending time with your family. Uh, we talked about the marriage star, getting your marriage back, back up. Uh, another one could be the self-discipline star, where God is calling you to a life of, of better habits. And, and another one could be, I call the purity star, where God is saying, look, I want pure things in your life. What you're looking at with your eyes, I, I want them to be pure. I want them to be pure things that you're bringing into, into your soul, into your heart, through your eyes. And so, as you name that star, name the Herod in your life, because then you'll be prepared, you'll be ready to go. So, this week, we want to talk about um, uh, what happened to the wise men after they left King Herod. So, we're going to finish our journey, and, uh, um, and then we're going to see what happens. And you probably know what happens, but I'm going to put it into uh, perspective into our life and to see how this fits with us. And I really believe that God's got a, a great word for you because as I was writing this message and as the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, I felt like uh, it was a word for me as well. And so let's, let's turn to Matthew chapter 2. If you have your copy of God's word, I'm going to encourage you to, uh, to turn that to the first book in the New Testament. We also have the uh, scripture here on the screen and the YouVersion Bible app. But in Matthew chapter 2, Verse 9 through 12 is where we're going to be. And so uh, after they had heard the king, and they're talking about the wise men, the magi, after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And so this story is like, Frank, again, I've read this story. And you know what? I've read this story time and time again. But you know what? I noticed something as I was studying this passage. Again, I've read this many times. I've noticed something in this passage that I've never noticed before. When the wise men went towards Bethlehem and, and Jerusalem, and, and, and Bethlehem is just about six or seven miles outside of Jerusalem, so it's a, a suburb of Jerusalem. But they didn't go to Bethlehem first. 
and they went to Jerusalem. They began to ask people, hey, we, we, we saw this star. And after they left King Herod, it says, they saw the star again and they were overjoyed. Here's what happened. The star faded. The star faded. It, it almost like it, it faded in the night or, or disappeared. It didn't lead them exactly to the place where Jesus was at the, at the time. Many Bible scholars uh, believe that Jesus was uh, maybe even a toddler up to two years old there in, in Bethlehem. But they, they didn't have the star. They lost their GPS. Because if not, they would have gone exactly to the place and they would have skipped Jerusalem. They would not have been asking uh, about where this star was. And so what does that mean to us? What is that? How can we relate to that? Well, let me tell you something. When you are asked to follow a star, again, you know what that star is. To, to do something, have something better in your life. To improve something, allow God to, to uh, fill that area in your life to make things better. Whatever that is. When God calls you to do that, there might be a time that that star will fade. You may be like, well, maybe, maybe this star wasn't meant for me. Maybe, maybe this star wasn't really meant for me. Let me give you some practical examples. Let's say, let's say you're working on your marriage, your, your improved marriage, your healthy marriage is your star. You're following it, and then all of a sudden something happens while you're on that journey for a better marriage, and it's like the star is faded. The star is faded. Maybe, maybe your, your, your spouse, you, you understand that your spouse maybe is talking to, a, to another Facebook friend that maybe you guys agreed, hey, let's not talk to that person. Let's not communicate with that person. Please unfriend that person. We're, our marriage is threatened by them. And you find that maybe they're talking to them again. And to some people, the star's faded. You know, maybe that star wasn't meant for me. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to go back home. But the wise men didn't go back home, did they? They kept searching, even though the star was not visible. They kept asking questions. They went to other people in Jerusalem. They went to King Herod. And so when your star fades, when your star fades, don't be discouraged by that. And here's what you could do. It's exactly what the wise men did. What did they do? They asked other people. They brought other people into their journey. They went to Jerusalem. Hey, we heard this star. Anybody know what the star is? We haven't seen it in a while, you know? What, so what does that mean to you when you feel like your star has faded? Get other people involved. Get other people praying with you, counsel with you, not gossiping with you, not to try to support your actions. Nope. Get people that you trust, get people that walk with the Lord and allow them to be in your life and to walk with you. And when that star fades, that's the best thing you can do. Another thing they did is, obviously, they brought gifts. Let's talk about the gifts. They, the, the Magi brought gold and, and frankincense and myrrh, and, and they represent very precious gifts Obviously, uh, gold was a, uh, gold is gold. I mean, it's, it's, you could use it to, to buy things. 
And, and uh, frankincense and myrrh were, were healing ointments for healing. And so the, uh, the wise men brought these gifts. And so what can that mean for us? Well, number one, we could, uh, we could give God uh, our, best, uh, our best possessions. I'm not saying you need, if you have a gold ring, you give it to the Lord. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that we need to give God our best. And we also need to give God uh, our full focus on making things healthy in our life, like those healing ointments that, that the wise men gave Jesus. And so we need to commit as an offering, hey, God, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to do everything I can to, to make things right, to make things healthy in my life. I'm not going to go and, and do those things anymore. And I'm going to need your power. I'm going to need your strength. And so uh, you want to give him an offering. And you want to do it in humility. I imagine the wise men just bowing down to King Jesus. Do this in humility. Don't, don't try to champion, you know, your story. This is my story. This is their story. No. You want to uh, approach that in complete humility. And you want to give your best. Now, you may say, well, well Frank, how do I know? How do I know when I, have, I sort of have arrived at that star? Meaning, when, when that star and Jesus finally connect, because this pastor said that the star was over the place where Jesus was. When that star, the thing you've been chasing, and Jesus finally connect, when Jesus has full control of your situation, the thing you're chasing, you know that you have arrived. And here's a great indicator. When you start giving Jesus gifts, when you start giving Jesus gifts, start approaching this situation in humility, that is a gift. That is a gift to Jesus, a gift to God. God, I, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. And approach it in humility. And when you start giving your, your gifts of making things healthy, of making those choices, you know, God, I, I, I know I'm supposed to follow this star, but this other thing is, is counteract this, this Herod in my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of them. I'm, I'm just going to not pay attention to that situation or that person or whatever that is that's, that Herod is in your life. And you may say, God, that is my offering to you. I'm going to do everything I can as a healing ointment to bring healing and health to this situation. That is my offering to you. And so that's how you know when you know that the star and Christ are closer together. When you know that you're sort of reaching that journey. You know, if you notice something, the wise men didn't give any gifts to King Herod. We don't, we don't know that in Scripture. But for all as we could tell is that they didn't give any gifts to King Herod. So I'm going to encourage you this. Don't give your gifts to those people in your life that's trying to get you from following your star. Don't spend your precious resources on those people who are talking you out of what you're, you're supposed to do. You know, we even have people uh, in our adoption story that, that were like, you're crazy. Almost like they're, they're talking us out of that situation. You know what we did? We're like, you know what? I mean, we didn't, we didn't 
say, don't be my friend anymore. But, but we were like, you know, I, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm going to check out when they start bringing that up. Because I know that star is so bright and it's so huge and we're supposed to follow that. And so don't give the, your precious gifts. Don't give your offerings to those Herods in your life. Give it to Jesus. Give him your best. And then last is this. You're going to be following something in your life. You're going to be following something in your life. You say, well, Frank, I'm not following anything. I, I know there's some changes I need to make, and I know that star has been there, and I know I've been ignoring that star, and I, I'm being a little bit you know, stubborn, a little bit disobedient, and uh, so I'm not going to follow that star. Can I tell you something? You're wrong. You're following something. You're following a star, and the star you're following is called the Death Star. <laughs> it is. You're, you're not bringing life into that situation if you're not following that star, the star that you're supposed to, God's called you to follow. Because if you're not following that, you're following something. And you're probably following the death star. You're bringing death to your marriage if you're not making it better. You're bringing death to your finances if you're not following that star to make your, your finances healthy. You're not bringing life to those relationships if you choose to not follow the star of forgiveness and forgive those people who have wronged you or to go to those people who you have wronged. You're not following the star. You're not bringing life to those relationships. You're bringing death. You're following the star, and it is the death star. You need to stop following the death star because what happens to the death star? It explodes. It does. It gets destroyed, and everything that's around it, everything attached to it, it destroys. And so I want to encourage you today. Make sure you're following the star and do things in your life that bring life. In John chapter 8, verse 12, just one verse I'm going to share with you. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said this. This is great. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light of life. Are you following the star that's going to bring you life? Or are you following the death star? Do those things that's going to bring you life. God has called you to it. He's going to help you through it. It's going to be a little bit scary, yes. It probably will seem a little foolish, yes. Something you may have never done before, probably. You're going to have to leave the familiar, yes. You're going to have to face Herod's in your life, yes. But to bring life into your life, into your whatever star you're facing. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on and follow the star. Follow the right star. Earlier when I, we talked about the wise men 
approaching Jesus. They approach Jesus in, in humility. When we approach Jesus, we need to approach him in, in, in humility. You know, it's interesting about the, about the Magi is they were outsiders. They were Jews. They were Jews. They were Arabs. Their descendants became Muslims. So they were outsiders, and yet they came to Jesus. Another thing they did is that it doesn't matter if their star faded or not. They kept after the journey. They sought after Jesus. They kept seeking Jesus. If you're here today and you have never accepted Christ as Savior, those are things that that may need to characterize how you approach Jesus. I encourage you to approach Jesus in humility. To approach him in full humility. The other thing is you may feel like an outsider. Well, Frank, I just don't belong to all that Christian stuff. I don't belong to all the church stuff. I don't know the songs you're singing, and, and I, I just don't really fit in. Well, you might seem like an outsider, but can I tell you something? Jesus wants so badly for you to come in to the place where he is. He wants you to bow. He wants you to humbly come before him. Does it matter if you feel like you're an outsider, full of sin, full of filth in your life? Because it can't be as filthy as that stable. <laughs> and then last, seek him. Continue to seek him. Continue to, well, I don't know all the answers. Well, you're not gonna know the answers because I've been a Christian for a long time and I still don't know all the answers. That's what heaven's for. <laughs> That's where we'll find out all the answers. So until then, we're all seeking. I'm seeking just like you. I'm seeking just like you. And you know what? To be quite honest, for those who have never, never accepted Christ, there's, there's very little difference between me and you. I'm just one mistake. I'm just one bad choice away from ruining my life, from ruining my family, from ruining what God has called me to. One mistake, one bad choice away. That's all it takes. There's not much difference between you and me. There is one big difference, except this is that Jesus Christ lives inside me. I've accepted him as Lord and Savior. I've asked him to come into my life. I've asked him to forgive me my sins. I've confessed my sins. And so if salvation, if a new life in Christ is something that, that is your star that, that has been blazing in the darkest of your night, and if you've been ignoring it, today could be your day. Today is your day. Stop ignoring that star, that star of salvation. I could bring new life. I could take care of your sin. You can't handle your sin. Jesus is saying, I can. Come to me. Humble yourself before me.